Happy Friday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. As always, glad you're here to kick off another weekend with us. Ricky is out today again, so it's Scott and Pam joining me. And we have a great time answering a few more listener questions because we have a question about Marathon Weekend and uh, a family that's coming down to support a runner for their first marathon, first full. So we want to make sure we help them right away. We also discuss all the festivals coming to Disneyland in 2024 is that information was dropped earlier this week and talk about what we like about each of those festivals. And Scott brings up a question because we had a listener question about uh, how many folks we think use the Disney dining plan down at Walt Disney World. And then Scott asks, what our most shocking bill has ever been at Walt Disney World at a restaurant? And so we have that discussion. I think it's a great one. So I wonder for you, let me know on the social media, what's the biggest bill you've ever gotten at a Disney restaurant? And what was your uh, reaction to that? So hopefully you enjoy our discussion there. Lots of fun Disney talk for your Friday. So enjoy the show. Of course, our shows are brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan the next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. All the details are over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop during this busy holiday season. It really supports everything we do throughout the year. BeOurGuestPodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. So a huge thank you to you here in 2023. And if you'd like to support us starting at just $5 per month for all these shows, and you'll get a bonus show in your feed every week, it's called B, It's called Mike in the Midwest. Just come on over and support us, patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2403 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at the Magic for Less Travel. Happy Friday to you. Man, we're getting through December. It is trucking on and we are moving our way towards the holidays. I hope you're having a great uh, start to your weekend. Let's just call it that. Hopefully you're getting ready to have some fun with friends and family. Happy Hanukkah to everybody who is celebrating. Hopefully you're having a great festival there and uh, just glad to have all of our friends and family tuned in. So today we're going to continue with a few more lister questions that are time sensitive. So we're going to get to those right away and have a fun discussion also about all these festivals. We got all the festivals for 2024 out of Disneyland and kind of discuss well, which one of those festivals we'd like to see brought to Walt Disney World because they have some cool stuff out on the West Coast and uh, and we have thoughts. So joining me today to have some more fun Disney talk, we're headed up to Michigan, your friend and mine, hashtag Scotty G. What's up, Scott? Happy Friday, Mike. Happy to be here. Hope everyone's had a great week as we wrap up things for the work week and kick off the weekend. You know, I'm excited because I think we should by now have our... Um, our names for the BR Guest Ornament Exchange. And mm -hmm. I plan on doing a trip out to the good old Bronner's, the world's largest Christmas store. That's where I like to give out my ornaments for the exchange because it's just a cool spot. It's very Michigan, you know, which is where I'm from, obviously. So hoping to get those names and hopefully two of you will be the lucky ones that get a Bronner's ornament that you can add to your tree this year. 
I hope to just see pictures on the Insta or at least send me some text, but put them for the, for the good of everybody. Cause I, I just love the look of that whole aesthetic of the, you know, you got that just how they do it up there. You know, the whole, it's, the whole it's unbelievable. Like if you haven't, if you haven't been there for those that have been there, know what I'm talking about, but like, even like their parking lot is massive with like all the decorations there's like a drive-through Christmas light display. I mean, the parking lot is humongous. Like it's not like a mile long, but it might actually be <laughs> where you can just drive through all the lights and the decorations. It's so cool. And they do have this like post. I'm sure you two know, like I'm talking about where you have a post of all these destinations and it's pointing in different directions and it tells you like North Pole this many miles away or whatever. And one of them on their post is pointing west and it says Disneyland this many miles away. <laughs> I always like to get a photo with that. You know, I love Disneyland. <laughs> That's it awesome. seems so random to me, but yep, they got Disneyland out there. It's like the MASH thing from back in the day with all the, you know, Toledo and all yes. that stuff. Yeah, exactly. I like it. Yeah. All right. Also, well, so, yeah, excited to do some Christmas okay. ornament shopping, and um, it's always always fun to do that. So, yeah, so Christmas shopping for us this weekend, for sure. Sounds good, because the crew will be back together up there, because uh, you'll, you'll be done with the bachelor life there for the week. You'll survive. Yeah. The single dad life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll exactly. be, uh, we can wrap that up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Also joining us, we have the coder of the Magic for Less Travel, Pam Forrester. Pam, we made it to another Friday. It's a miracle. I know. Some days it feels like that. <laughs> I mean, some weeks. Like this, you know, it's so funny. You just feel like you need an extra day in every week around this time of year. Like I need a whole extra day, not just hours. I need a whole extra day. So anyways. So I, I'm going to ask both of you real quick before we start the show, because my wife found a meme online that she sent me and it could not be more true. And she, it's exactly true. So she said, people that that love flashing colored lights and people that love solid white lights on their Christmas trees find each other and then they get married and that's exactly true in our family right <laughs> that that's the meme was like, something this is like, like really drawn out like i, I, was, like, I was trying, to get, I was trying to get it right because i am a my aesthetic because i'm gonna ask you about your like a short summary of your your christmas tree in your living room not not <laughs> I like cannot I mean, give this information no, because I, I know we have multiple christmas trees but like your your featured christmas tree because i know like walt disney world you know, like Wilderness Lodge has many, but they have a big one in the lobby, right? Everybody has one main pop century, boom, right there by everything pop. So I know I'm not winning this battle. So like our our featured Christmas tree in our living room is white. It's a, it's a beautiful, beautiful, you've probably seen it on my Instagram, like with some pictures I take of stuff happening on the TV. It's, it's gorgeous. And it looks like something out of a catalog, but it's like solid little white, plain lights that don't flash. I mean, it is something out of a catalog. It's gorgeous. It is beautiful. But my aesthetic is what you see here. If you look at the YouTube feed, youtube.com slash BRGS podcast, it's haphazard. It's got lights that are flippity flashity. They're colored. They have, it's got tinsel and garland that is silver. It's got bubble lights. It's got a star that looks like it's from 1952. It's got random ornaments that are not a, not um, symmetrical. The, all the ornaments upstairs are symmetrical. Um, there's bows that are perfectly colored and matched on, on the Christmas tree upstairs in the living room. 
Um, uh, yeah, mine's an 80s slash 70s slash 60s aesthetic. So that's that's what I would do. But I know I'm not winning the fight in the living room. Not going to get that. So that's down here in my office. And it makes me happy when I get to be down here. But Scott, I was going to ask you just so the listeners can know a little bit about your 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 the gardeners. Give us your your Christmas tree aesthetic in, in the garden. So, so like our wilderness lodge tree. That's the yeah, tree your, you your featured tree, tree, tree. We're going to call it, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I'll share it on. on, on and when, we when should this do episode that. Drop, we yeah. see what I'm talking about. But um, so I will tell you, our featured tree has no tinsel. It has no garland. <laughs> it doesn't have flashing lights <laughs> that are colored. No, we just have. Um, well, it's a seven and a half foot tree tree we don't have like a very tall like doubled area like we have like nine foot ceiling so we have a seven and a half so foot wait, tree wait, are, we didn't say this artificial or, re, or uh real yeah we don't we don't do a real one Neither i learned as a kid like, Art, yeah, was, i'll artificial. tell you this so not to go on a tangent but it was fun as a kid like going to the tree farm like going my mom dad and brother we take like a we get on a wagon and we go out there my dad's got a saw and we'd like find the perfect tree we cut it down and tie it up like that was like really fun as a kid um but as i learned as an adult like i don't i don't want to do that i don't want to bring that into the house it gets all dirty you gotta like adjust it all the time and give it water which i mean it really i mean it's not that hard but no i want it simple i just want to put the tree up get it decorated and not have to worry about all that i've, I've never done a real tree in my entire life ever ever really? ever had a real tree okay. never that's, yeah, anyway. that's how it was for yeah. me growing up. What about you, Pam? Ever have a, have a real tree? Yeah, I did, actually. I can remember having a real tree um, <laughs> at different times. And then I remember as an adult reading this article that was like, how many allergens you bring in when you do bring <laughs> in the Squirrels. real tree? And I was like, oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we don't have a real tree anymore um, yeah. because I just we not, that would not go well here. So anyways, yeah, that I, I do like the look and the smell of not a real smell. tree. Like yeah. I artificially sent the house with whatever. So maybe one could make yeah. the argument. I'm, I'm telling you, yeah, the house smells like this house smells like Christmas. I'm telling you, we just don't have the, <laughs> the actual live Christmas tree in there. But anyway, not to get too long with it, but. We have it tucked in the corner, like with the fireplace and the tea. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful spot. We got new furniture this year, so we had to adjust because that's always challenging too. Pam, you moved recently, like you had to find a new spot for all twenty five trees in the house, you know. So, yeah. and that's tough, but it can be kind of fun too. So we moved furniture around. We found the right spot that we like, and it's. I, I don't know if you call them like just clear lights or just white lights, but it's just like that one color, or like a clear light. Um, it's cool. We have like a, a pedal that you can hit to adjust it. So if you want it low, you can hit it a few times with your foot. And then like, so it's kind of nice. I don't have to bend over and unplug it. I can just tap it with my foot to turn the lights on, which is really nice. But it's just a mix of deck of ornaments though. we have lots of Disney ornaments. We love travel in our house. So it's like anytime we travel somewhere new, like we went to Washington, D.C. this year. So we have an ornament of the Capitol Dome. Um, we obviously have like some Alani ornaments. Um, any place we go, really, we have a, an ornament for travel and then just other ornaments that I may have had as a kid that my parents handed down to me, you know, Emily ornaments and things like that. But Mike, you'll get the kick out of this is the, the topper. You actually have a part of our tree. And several years ago, when we would run the, um, we ran the St. Louis uh, hot chocolate 15K yep. with you. Yep. We had, yeah. You had these Santa like Mickey hats. So it was like a, a Santa hat uh -huh. with like these two like black ears. Yep. And like 
He's like, oh, Scott, come on. You got to run in this. Or you got to wear one of these, you know. And I accidentally brought it home with me. I was like, oh, I can give that back to you over marathon. He's like, oh, no, just keep the hat. Well, that hat is now our tree topper every year. So that's what we put on the top of our tree is the Mickey Santa hat. And, 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 I fancy. That, and I got that hat from Pam Forrester. So there you go. It, <laughs> oh, that comes so, around, goes around. So Pam, thank you, Pam. <laughs> Too funny. Pam, your hat is on the top of our tree. <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. We're all family. So That's how this all works. Yeah, tell us real quick, give us before we have to close out this show. But uh, yeah, <laughs> no, today, right? Christmas trees. Show. Uh, yeah, we have a ton of trees at my house. Um, I just I like them. I've always liked Christmas. I it just makes me happy. And so all the people who feel a certain kind of way about my trees, hush. I don't want to hear it from you. You just gotta be quiet about it. But well, so our main tree is I think twelve feet. Um, we have a really like the ceilings. I don't know how high they are 20 some feet in our living room. So, um, at one point when we moved into this house, Steve's like, we get, we have to get a taller tree. So we were able to find one. Um, and it really, it's one of my few trees. Well, no, not that I won't say that. Cause that's not true anymore either, but this tree actually has sort of a theme. Like it sort of goes with the colors in that room. Um, it's like Navy and sort of a, green and you know i sort of keep that all together but i will say we have um in our family room we have a disney tree it's a full-size tree um it's probably nine feet or something like that and i had to buy a secondary annex tree because of all the disney ornaments so like and even then they're not all on the tree it's a lot. Um, we have other trees. We have trees that are like in the bar area. We have like a coaster tree, which is like coasters from different locations. Um, I have a travel tree, which I actually really just started this year. I took a bunch of the ornaments that were from our travels and started putting them all on one tree. I have a Harry Potter tree. I just, you know, whatever the whole thing. But I really enjoy doing it. Like every time as we're taking the time to do this each year, I think, is this a good use of our time? Like, really, to do this? Like, is this a good use? But then I'm like, yeah, uh, it, it is. When I compare, like, the joy that we get out of this compared to some of the other things no, I spend it, time doing, yes. it is. I agree. Because, so. like, when I see my trees, like my two that I have downstairs that have the 80s vibe, because I have one in the office here and I have one that almost looks like it on the other side of the wall out by the TV in our downstairs living room. Nothing my aesthetic's not allowed to go upstairs that that's clear but <laughs> like when i work downstairs i work downstairs all day where everybody else is off at school like i just like it brings me joy to see bubble lights and tinsel and garland like yeah. i like i've been happy ever since these trees have been up it just makes me happy so it's worth it, it is. i think that's that's what counts mm -hmm. i really want to get a drink now at steve's bar and see the coaster tree. <laughs> yeah, and just that is a, a new one that is a new one for me pam i didn't know you guys had a coaster tree <laughs> we do have lounge. a coaster tree Oh, yes. Can we just go to Forrester's Lounge and just get some cocktails and look at the coaster tree? Right off it's a branch. It's true. All it's right. true. Let's jump into, we've got a couple questions. And so we're going to start off here with a question from Jen. And it says, hey, Mike and BOGP crew, thanks so much for taking this question. And thank you for adding some magic to my day four times a week. Your podcast brings light and joy to the world. Something we all need. How kind is that? We're like a Christmas tree. I'm going to say that, I guess, to the world. Oh. That's super That's kind. nice. Says my husband is planning his first full marathon this January at Disney. We, my husband and I are staying at pop. Thanks, Mike. Thank you very much. 
My parents would like to come and support him. However, my dad has a lot of chronic health challenges. He sleeps best in a chair, think a lazy boy, and needs a scooter to go any distance at all. Specifically, my questions are one, are there any Skyliner resorts that have a couch or chair inside of the rooms? I was thinking some of the Murphy beds might go over, uh, wait, I was thinking some of the Murphy beds might go over a couch, but I wasn't sure. Number two, could my dad use the Skyliner or second choice monorail to get somewhere to cheer in his scooter? Is there an ADA accessible cheering spot? And three, are there ADA rooms that accommodate distance to transportation or food? And how can we request these rooms beyond the normal preference requests? He could provide documentation if needed. Thanks so very much, Jen. And she says, we are. I don't, I don't understand that we are part. Um, Penn State. Oh, yeah. No, this, oh, yeah. I thought that was Ohio State. Yeah, good. That's the yeah, Penn State. Um, it's all the Big Ten stuff again. What's, how's that sneaking in here again? Okay, so questions are chairs inside the room. I'm trying to think, on, especially on the Skyliner. Thoughts? One bedroom villa is all I can really think of at the Riviera Resort. And it does have it, but there is a way of around this. And you can actually contact one of the medical delivery services in the Orlando area. And surprisingly enough, many of them actually have a um, like a recliner that they will deliver to your room. The um, resorts are you're going to want to choose a resort that has enough space for this. But the resorts do have some um, knowledge of this as well. So that is something that should help you and make finding um, a, a resort a little easier for you, too. So, Scott, now I'm, here's the question I'm thinking about. I'm pondering, trying to get because I've never seen this, but it has to happen. Somebody's on a scooter over to Epcot to cheer at the finish line. Cause I'm, I'm sure once you got there, you could find a spot to cheer that if you just go up to a cast member or volunteer, they're going to get you a spot where you can clearly see because they have to, that's, that's going to be able to happen. I'm sure they'll accommodate that. But yeah. the problem is, is that you're not going over on normal buses. You wouldn't be able to take a Skyliner or monorail because those are not running at that time. At least not from like a pop century. Pop century is not going to have a Skyliner running. Any of the Skyliner's not going to work. But you take those. I mean, big it might. Motor- I mean, depending on uh, the full marathon goes pretty long, right? I mean. Yeah, I guess too. I guess I mean, it depends on how fast. Later. You're, yeah, it, it sort of butts into the opening time of Epcot. Yeah, I yep. guess. I guess yeah. If you're if you're and, going later. and at Hollywood Studios, you can just cheer from the parking lot because you do run by that, so you don't even have to be inside a park, and the Skyliner can. Well, I guess again, it depends on the opening time. I'm thinking of of when the studios opens, but I think your best bet is Epcot because that's going to be later, the very absolute last part of the race. And I feel like it just depends on how speedy your runner is. You know, if they're a speed demon, then you might not have a ch- chance here. If yeah. they run like me, then you got like two or three hours that you'll be waiting once the park opens to see them. Because uh, I think the park opens at actually, I think I read that it's going to open at ten. On Marathon Sunday, which is an hour later than normal, which kind of surprised me a little That's bit. That's weird. Really? 10? Yeah. Yeah. I read that somewhere that it was going to be 10 o'clock on Marathon Sunday. That's that okay. That that's a shame, even for the runners, because I like seeing the people in the park. That's fine. I know. I agree. I agree. Um, so race starts at five. So I mean that's that's pretty that's I mean, depending on how fast they are, what corral they're in, I think it could be doable because the Skyliner is going to start running too, like what, like 90 minutes before park opening, mm-hmm. I think is typically yep. what yep. it is. So 
I think there, I think there's time. Um, and then that that would be your absolute best place to run or to cheer because it's going to be the latest part of the race. That's a good point. Yeah, I might go with that. Okay, let's uh, get another question here from Maggie. Uh, she says, thanks for all the shows. I think we got this one, but let's uh, maybe did. Uh, I love. And I just want to say good luck. Good luck to the to oh, the marathoner yeah. too, and good luck sure. to your dad. Like that's going to be awesome to be there and cheering. I think that's going to be great. We have a lot of folks going down for their first full marathon in twenty four, and I'll just Scott can attest this as well. Like when you cross that finish line for your first full marathon, it's like nothing else. Like it's crazy. You just feel like ah, it's unbelievable. So enjoy. Become a marathoner for life forever. Awesome. Yeah, seriously. Get bit by the bug. Hey, Mike, thanks for all the shows. Love listening while walking my dog in the morning. I work in lower Manhattan with a view of the Hudson River, staring out at all the ferries, tugboats, yachts, and occasional jet skis are the best distractions during a slow work day. How about that? How cool is that? I wouldn't think, like, when I think of New York City, I don't think of that, though. You know, I don't think of, like, looking out at ferries, tugboats, yachts, and occasional jet skis. When I think of Manhattan, I think of Blue Bloods. I think of uh, what's his because it's the last season coming up, by the way, with uh, Tom Selleck yeah, and all that stuff. Anyway, the Reagan family. Uh, the big excitement, though, is the two or three times a week when a cruise ship rolls through. This week, I caught the Disney dream. It really does look so different from the other cruise lines that pass by. I love the design. I've never been on a cruise but I'm so tempted by the idea that I could just take the subway a few stops further, walk to the port and be on a boat to Bermuda. Take care and hi to the team, Maggie in Brooklyn. And she says, please let me know if you ever decide to take a trip to New York City. I'd be happy to recommend things uh, that I think you'd enjoy. And she sent a picture of the dream in, in uh, Manhattan or right there at the That's cool. port. That's, Taking cool. a subway to the to the cruise ship, man. I, something about that concept sounds amazing to me. Right? Is that even fair? Like seriously, how cool would that be? That's awesome. Uh Laura's got it a question. It is pretty Go ahead. Pam, I got a question. Pam, have you ever sailed out of New York City cuz it I'm I always have. tempted to cuz it looks really cool to to do, I think. It is, especially as you, if you can go under, there's a bridge um, that you go under that the cruise ship sort of skim like right under it. That part is really cool. And I have sailed out of there before a couple times on different lines, even um, Royal Caribbean has a lot of ships that go out of there. And actually, I think it was when I can't remember if it was the Magic or Wonder got reimagined, but it was up there. And um, that's where we went to to see it. Uh, it's It's a it's a really cool thing and it is very cool like you're slapping your luggage through like new york city sometimes so yeah. yeah love it so what's your favorite that's a good point so pam you've sailed out of probably a lot of ports what's your favorite non like port canaveral port maybe just for interest or for convenience that you've sailed out of besides port canaveral is it new york so city? sailing out of seattle is beautiful because you get to see Seattle, but then you also get to see the mountains right there. Um, so I would say I really enjoy that. I also really enjoyed sailing into and out of Malta um, on a Mediterranean cruise. Malta is actually one of the smallest countries in the world, but beautiful and very unique um, in many different ways. Um, I, you know, I, I think that there's, there are a lot of things to be said, like, it's nice to be on a top deck when you're sailing away. 
Um, I think that that in itself just sort of lends itself to really getting such a unique perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I like I like all the ports just about. Yeah. So I mean, I would argue Castaway Key is like coming in is like one yeah, of the coolest cool. ports. Like I feel like you don't think about that very often, but I mean, it's it is a port technically. So it is. But like coming in when you're on the back of the ship and you're on the, I don't know which if it's which side you need to be on but like i love backing in and like seeing the island as you come in it's so awesome oh trust me you need to know this you gotta be on the starboard side if you want to be overlooking thank you thank you thank you you want to know here so the way i the way i learned this and this is because port because of the no is that how you learned it well that helps port and left have the same amount of letters and so if you're facing forward port and left are the same you gotta be facing forward though so that's how I remember. And his starboard and right don't have the same amount of letters, but as long as you know left and port, then the other one has to be starboard and right. So there's only there two options. Go. So that's how you, there's your tip for the day. Thank you. Port, that's the side I always that's the side I always book on every Disney Disney ship. So. That's what everybody requests. It doesn't matter though. And like people so a lot of times people will a lot of folks that have sailed to Castaway Key many times, a lot of my guests, when they're sailing Alaska, they'll be like, I gotta be on the starboard side. And I'll be like, no, you don't, because you're going to see the same thing either coming or going. Because as long as the cruise goes where it's supposed to be, you're going to see it either one way or the other, because it's going to go the same place. Like when you go up, it's going to be there. there exactly. back, yeah. It's going to be on one side or the other. Right? Yeah, exactly. But it's fun. Yeah. Uh, but real quick, speaking of cruising, Vera Mike in the house tonight, going on the wish on Friday. What do I do first? Oh, all the things, yeah. Vera Mike. Get on the boat. <laughs> interesting thing though what like what would you that's a good question but i mean what would you recommend is like something like a sleeper obviously because i mean you're gonna do the obvious stuff but like um man what like something i think do i love the rose it is the bar um that's there by enchante and palo and it has a great view. You know what though, if I'm getting on the ship first, the first thing I'm doing, and this is me, and I've been on the wish multiple times, I'm going to all the places that I can't always go. I'm gonna go tour the kids clubs because they have that open house usually first thing when you get on, right? Yeah, the slide, Mike. Yep. Um, I'm gonna tour the adult restaurants because it's gonna be the only time you're gonna be able to see them without a whole bunch of people in them. Um, I'm going to do all those things. I'm going to buzz through and I may consider even doing the tour that Disney Cruise Line offers because I think it's a, it's a great way to see and learn about the ships too. It's a good idea. Scott, what would you offer Mr. Vero Mike? Here's my tip. Mike, we saw it firsthand because we were trying to find Paolo. Um, <laughs> we did. I know when we were on the ship you know, that first day after we had lunch and lunch was really crowded, you know, yes. at the marketplace. So go up to the market get your food and then go i'm kind of combining this with pam's thing then go up to the rows because you can like take your food along with you you know you don't have to like keep it right there in that restaurant and like make like a charcuterie board or something and take it up to the rows and then just look out and then you'll be in peace and quiet no one around you and like it's starting a relaxing way to your cruise right there so that's what i would do do you remember seeing that like yeah. there was like people out there just like just oh, yeah. chilling. Like there's like yeah. two people, and like they had the whole row yes. to themselves. Basically, we we saw yeah. we saw those people. And we're like, dude, why why do we not do this? Like this is why, why were we like just crowded and exactly. like hot and like in this in this market when people were just 
a couple was just upstairs relaxing with no one around. Them. I know we're like, this is the most baller move of all time, right here, sitting in the rows, having your. It was probably lunch. like Pam and it was probably Pam and Steven. We just didn't even notice. <laughs> it was so. It was such a good move. It was the best move of all time. It is such a good move. It was a great move. So do that, and everybody would be like, "Oh, Vero Mike knows what's up." Um, but also, I mean, obviously the one, you know, if you're, if you're into the Aquamouse, it's going to be the time, pack your trunks, hop on there real quick before, you know, everybody else is trying to hustle around and get in their staterooms. Your stateroom will look the same an hour later. Yeah. That's what I'd say. If he's leaving on Friday, which is today, um, three day cruise, it sounds like. So yeah, just, uh, try to just enjoy the ship, you know, just have a great time. It's an awesome ship and lots to see and do for sure. So have Enjoy. a good one, Mike. And I'm not a big drinker either, but do the tastings. They're fun. Like I did a martini tasting and I don't even know what a martini is, but just the, the guy who did it, the host was fun. And like we had little yeah. fancy, I mean, you don't get a lot of drinks. And you learn so much. You do. You, I mean, I felt like it was, I should have college credit at this point. And little, you know, 100%. blue drinks and it was fun. Uh, here's a quick one from Dwayne, um, one of my guests over at the Magic for Less, and he sent a picture of uh, him with his refillable, the, the nice refillable mugs, like the metal red ones over at Pop yeah. Century Skyliner. I got that one. Uh, on a recent show about top dining options, y'all mentioned the return of the dining plan could impact reservation availability. It got me thinking, what percentage of Disney World guests are on the dining plan? Has Disney ever hinted or given away such information? Do you have any insight as a travel agent? I would love to hear your thoughts. Respectfully, Dwayne. And he said... Sounds like an odd maker's question, Mike. It does. And he said, P.S. I couldn't have been more pumped to win this cup in the Give Kids the World auction. Been wanting it forever. So that's what the there picture's from. He got the, that football mug from the auction. Thanks for helping out the families. We really, really, really appreciate that. Especially this holiday season. Okay, so they give us nothing. I mean, I... Pam, I don't think they do, but they don't tell me anything. Uh, it's not anything that they're really going <laughs> to, they don't discuss stuff like that really. And for good reason, I think um, it's just one of those things that it's sort of, they're keeping that close to the vest um, for their reasons. Um, you know, I, I think that they have to think about what they what they're they're marketing they wouldn't want their marketing impacted by something mm -hmm. like this but i will say from our perspective we have seen a ton of guests be interested in the dining plan for 2024 probably more the percentage wise than more before and i think it has to do with the fact that for so many people they're seeing the value of this plan anyone who's been to disney world before um the initial shock, and I've talked about this in the podcast, is, oh my, that's how much the dining plan is. And then it's like, yeah, take a step back. This is how much food is mm -hmm. at Walt Disney World. This is how much your drink is. This is how much a drink is. This is how much a beer is. This is how much a cocktail is, which are both included in the dining plan. Um, but not only that, this is how much Chef Mickey's is. Like, this is how much it is, you know? And it, it, it just is... It's, it's a better deal this year. It went up incrementally from the 2020 price um, when we got the pricing, but food costs have gone up significantly since 2020. So it's become a better deal. And I think that's why we've seen an increase in that. So let's, let's try, let's take a stab at Dwayne's question just for fun. Scotty G, what would you say? What percentage of guests walking around Walt Disney World are on a dining plan? Cause you got a lot of day 5%. guests too. I'm going yeah. small. I'm going 5%. Yeah. I would say I was going to go 10. 
just because you got a lot of day guests that aren't even right that aren't even eligible yeah to that, do that it. are not even yeah i mean you got a ton of people that are not gotta eligible. have a package yeah yep, you, i mean so. because a lot of people aren't even on packages yeah exactly i said excuse it low but i agree Pam. i think it, i think it's good depending on like how you how you plan your trip right like because i've done the dining plan before where i knew like we're we're doing a lot of table service you know we're gonna do some character meals or character whatever it meals is. is where you just and then you start adding meal. that up you're like yeah character meals like <laughs> like if you're doing two or three character meals like you might why are you not doing the dining plan? 100 right. you know like, you're losing yeah. money you're leaving money on the table yes. you absolutely are or not just character meals like the all you care to enjoy places too like boma and Kate May and all those places too. Chef it, Mickey's, it, man. When you said Chef Mickey's, I remember the last time I got my bill there. And I mean, this was like almost, this was probably 10 years ago. I seriously, my heart stopped. I It skipped a beat. And I, my, my heart just skipped a beat again because that place was, we had breakfast there and it was so expensive. And that was, ten, that was a decade ago. I was like, I know, holy right? cow. Because we weren't on the dining plan that time. And I just remember, I was like, Whoa. So, I know. Here's a fun. Here's a fun question. I know we're kind of all over the place with this episode. We totally like, are. What is the we most are. shocked you ever? What is the most shocked you ever were at a at a food bill at Walt Disney World? Is that yours, Mike? That Chef Mickey's one? That one and Boma on New Year's Eve. I remember. Oh, we were, that was we were, gonna be mine. <laughs> they they handed me the bill in those paddles. They give you to bring you back to life. I mean, it was the same thing. <laughs> Like, I want to go see the fireworks at Epcot. It was like, sir, here's your bill. And then I got to go see Illuminations. It was like, oh Remember my God. Remember that? We were glad for it because we couldn't find anything. Is this the year oh. that, like, we got this, like, last minute? Yes. That was like, it was yes. like 2017, and I've almost paid off that bill at this point. <laughs> your home equity line of credit is almost. Yes, yes my HELOC is almost paid off. Yes. <laughs> we had a big group with us yeah because like all of our families were there like all the kids yeah. were there i think ricky was there too and because you go into some of these buffets because you don't know what the holiday pricing is and like right. here we are we think we're kind of cool like oh yeah can you take my tables on wonderland card they're like what day of the year do you think it is it's yeah, exactly no, like, yeah. so we're like, oh, oh no dang it. yeah totally and then when that bill came like i I, I was stunned. That was going to be my mic too. As like that Boma dinner on New Year's <laughs> Eve. Like I could not believe how much that meal was. It was. Um, it was glad to know that you almost had it paid off though. That's good, Mike. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah, we chip, right. you know, you chip away every month. That's what I was saying. <laughs> so I will tell you mine and it has been recent and I know other people have been this way too. Um, Chapelina's breakfast. When that bill yeah. comes, that's a serious it's bill. Painful. <laughs> You're like... Oh, this is what I paid for my omelet that probably costs 45 cents. You, you cannot think that way at Disney. I, Cause I do, I do. And I just like, Oh my God. An egg is so cheap. Like eggs. Benedict right? was like 30 bucks. Like, dude, I could have made that at home for two fifty. Don't think that way, Mike. <laughs> no, Exactly. That's a, that's a dangerous one because like, I would expect that with like dinner, like, because I get, yeah. I get, they have some they have a really good bar at Topolino's and like the right. bar is open for breakfast. And that is their breakfast old fashioned is like my favorite old fashioned of all time. So I get two of them and then maybe Liz gets a mimosa and then like you're <laughs> right, Pam. That thing comes out and you're like, you're like oh, This thanks. is breakfast. <laughs> yeah. Sir sir, we need to do a credit check before you buy a third old fashioned, please. Right. 
I'm like, my whole family of three can eat breakfast for like five bucks, if that. Like, we're talking a couple pieces of rye toast and egg and coffee here. And no, and we you had waffles. your magic band in, it gets declined because you already hit the max limit on it. Boop, boop. <laughs> but you know what? It's a great meal, too. I will say it's funny that we're joking about this, but there is not one meal that I've ever eaten really on at Walt Disney World. There's not many, I will say, that I, I later on I was like, oh, dang, I really shouldn't have done that because of the cost. Like right. it just it's part of the experience. If you, you know, you go on vacation, you know, it's going to be more expensive if you wanted it to be the same price as your breakfast at home. Then you should have stayed at home. <laughs> exactly. <so. laughs> You're like, man, there's a guy in this two-bedroom villa just cooking some bacon and eggs. I could have just gone and knocked on their door. For real. You could, and you could smell it, too, from the exactly. hallway. You could have sniffed them out. You could be like, you want to go have these on that breakfast? Right. Smell the bacon? Oh, in fact, I'll give you 10 bucks. I'll pay exactly. for all the bacon. Exactly. No, but you're right. I mean, because honestly, that that the Boma dinner that, that shocked me, that was one of the best meals. I mean, it was one of the most fun nights I've had in my entire exactly. life, to be honest. No. But yeah, and I'll, I'll eventually get it paid off. It'll be fine. So, real quick, before we run out of time, that was that was a fun. Dwayne, thank you for that. It was a great conversation, even though you didn't ask that question. That was a great conversation. Um, so we have these these festivals that are coming to Disneyland, and they dropped them earlier in the week last week. And I, I love the idea that they gave all of 24, like, all in one drop. So you can kind of plan your whole year for the West Coast. What a novel freaking I, idea. Because you know they have this in a boardroom somewhere at Walt Disney World, too. Like, right? do this. Like, please, let people, let the planners plan. Let the players They're play. They're saving it for when they need a bump on their socials they're like oh the guys down the street just released something tell them about um dandelion (laughs) festival may 2nd through the 15th we need to drop something (laughs) anyway i've just been dying to honk the horn okay so here's what we have now i've only been to one of these festivals and it was amazing i got to go to this this past spring and i god i want to go back for this one because it was so much better than one at world but okay, so we have from January 23rd to February 18th, the Lunar New Year Festival out of California Adventure. Uh, February 17th and 24th, just look like two nights, uh, celebrate gospel at Disneyland. March 1st through April 22nd, the California Adventure Food and Wine Festival. That's the one I love. Uh, April 5th to June 2nd, Star Wars Season of the Force. And they're apparently going to bring uh, new adventures to Star Tours out there for that, I saw. Uh, April 26th, through August 4th, and Scott saw this. He said, What is that? Why is it so long? I, I love it. It's, it's all like summer. A half a year. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Almost. Pixar Fest, right? which is going to be, I think, at California Adventure. I know they're bringing a new parade out, new floats, and stuff like that in DCA. Uh, August 20th. Before anyone says, it's, I know it's not a happy year, it's like three months, but, but at first, it felt time. like it was a really long time. That's a pretty good amount of time. August 23rd to October 31st. They're just calling it. Halloween time. <laughs> I, love, I love how generic that is. Just a cool font and it's yeah. Halloween time. Uh, August 23rd through November 2nd. I guess I guess one of these must be a DCA. One must be at Disneyland. This is a celebration of Coco at Plaza de la Familia. So that's I've heard so that will definitely awesome. be a DCA because I've seen them do something similar to that. 
Um, but Halloween time could be at both parks almost, I would think. Yeah, but I mean, who knows? It's, it's so just, generic. All it says is Halloween time. I mean, dude, it's Halloween time. I mean, how generic could you be? It could be anywhere. And that, and that Disneyland Halloween race falls in those dates, so, which makes sense. So You're smart. And then finally, it just says begins November 15th. The holidays begin here. <laughs> so begin where? Begin here. So they're really they're really keeping the door. I mean, that's a downtown you, Disney only thing, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> they're giving you information, but they're keeping their options open. Basically, when you look at the graphic, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're not they're not pinning themselves in a corner oh, right. either. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the fine print says this <laughs> could schedule the change. Subject to change. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Totally. Right. But uh, I mean, I mean uh, you know, I, I applaud them for giving this out, you know, a year in advance. So Pam, you've probably been to a lot of these festivals. I mean, is there anything there? I've heard that Cocoa Festival around Halloween is is really special. That'd be cool to see. The Cocoa, I think the Cocoa things in general are just really cool out there, especially. And I, I love seeing that. Um, it's over at California Adventure, sort of in the back there. And I think they do a great job with that and a great job of just celebrating that culture. And it's it's just, it's really sort of heartwarming. Um, I love Halloween time out there. I think that that's a cool thing. I think another really cool thing is going to be the Pixar Fest. And the reason why is if you haven't, if you've been to World in the summer, you know what the summer at World is like, right? I mean, totally fun, lots of great things to do, extended hours, blah, blah, blah. There's so many pluses for going there. And we know why so many people go there is because their kids are don't have school, mm -hmm. right? The great thing about being at Disneyland in the summer is, is that that early, especially the early part of summer, you're not going to see temperatures that are quite that oppressive um as we would say so a lot of pixar fest is going to fall during that and i think it's a great time to visit you're going to be able it is going to be warm enough to swim a lot of the time but you're also going to have the ability to experience you know the temperatures that aren't so hot and the stuff to do with pixar and since they have redone paradise pier then again i think that's going to really tie in cool too and that looks fantastic so um loving that of course the food and wine festival it's a great festival lunar new year that's awesome too you get so many asian inspired dishes and celebrations and then the celebrate gospel i actually haven't been to so um i'm guessing that they probably are going to have a lot of gospel singers in that so that should be a fun event it's probably going to be something you're going to need to buy a ticket to for those days, but lots of good things to look forward to. I agree. So Scott, have you been to any of these festivals or anything piques your interest? <clears throat> so the food and wine one for sure. So I've done, I think it was like around the holidays they do like a holiday kind of food and wine thing at DCA. Um, something similar to like the holidays around the world at Epcot. And I've done that. And I would just say, I love the setup, how they do that in DCA. Um, I think it's easy to just bounce from bounce to yes. booth from booth and it's just really convenient. Sometimes you can buy like a, a ticket that gets you like a certain number of items, you know? Yes. So really, really love how they do their food and wine festivals there. So that's one that jumps out to me. And that time of year makes more sense. <laughs> like, I don't know, cause like Epcot's now like starts in summer, <laughs> you know? Like this is more like how a food and wine festival time should be to me. It's a small, smaller window. It's not gonna be blazing hot while you're going through it. Mm -hmm. So really excited about that. I'm actually excited for all of them. Um, but the one that jumped out to me is the celebrate gospel. Like, like I just want, I'm like intrigued by that. Like, I want to know more about that. And like, I, I hear celebrate gospel. And when I think Disney, I just think of like 
like Hercules or Princess and the Frog. They have some <laughs> like just great singers that just belt it out. Mm-hmm. And like, I just think like, man, that if they can get some of those performers like singing like Disney hits and songs, like I think that would just be spectacular. So that's one that really jumps out to me. And the singers out there, I don't know. It, it, again, it's me thinking because it's close to Hollywood that everybody out there is like, you know, the next big star. You know, the even, talent. Yeah, the, the talent. The talent cast cool. members yeah, and exactly. everyone. Yeah, so good. I, I think it's crazy. I mean, not they're great. They're great at Walt Disney World too, but I just think, you know, next to Hollywood, it's insane. But yeah, that, that, because that, the uh, California Adventure Food and Wine Festival, I got to go to that this past spring. And I just thought, wow, it's like, food and wine at Epcot, but you're right. The, the temperature was so much better. It was in the spring. It wasn't hot and it's so condensed compared to Epcot. Like it's, you're not walking so far and there was more, it seemed as easy. Everything seemed, it's like kind of Disneyland in general. It just seemed like easier. Everything was a little closer. And like you said, you got a little lanyard you wore around your, your neck and you had like eight tabs. So you just go around to the booths and they'd take a tab, you get a snack or a drink and man, the foods were so good. I loved it. I'm thinking, now oh. I'm thinking like mm, spring trip at spring Man. break at Disneyland this year, huh? Yeah, I that think could we be might good. have to make it happen just like a weekend or something because it was so good. That, that's a because that, I don't hear any buzz about that thing, and I think it, I honestly, I mean, Pam, you've probably done it too. Like, I would say that that California Adventure Food and Wine Festival is better than Epcot's Food and Wine Festival. I would. Definitely. I think I think it has a lot more variety of food. Where it's I good. guess too, the Epcot one is sort of international. But I, even though I feel like we've all been to that a hundred times and we've pretty much eaten it all, this is all new to us. Like it's, it's, it just feels so very different. So I think that's why probably the three of us in particular would lean towards that one For sure. too. That's a great point, Pam. And it's just the scale. Like, like you can pop into DCA. I know it's kind of near like the back of the park or kind of up the middle, but it's just like, when you go to Epcot food and wine, you got to commit. Like, you know, like I'm going to go, I'm going to go around the whole world showcase. Some of it's now like in, I, I'm, I'm always going to say future world. I apologize, but just say world, it's like world celebration, world. world nature, just throw a world I in front of a word. word. I don't know any, I don't know any yeah. of these new names. I'm going I to know. be the people over there that are like, what's this called again? So anyways, yeah. And it's good. And it's good. Like I do love it, but now it's kind of different. Like it's, it's just evolved so much over the years. Like not all the food booths are open when the festival starts, you know, which is kind of mm-hmm. frustrating. Like, you know, like you have to, what was open in what, when you were there in, in July, July, some things weren't open. They don't open till like September. Like it's just, it's just kind of weird where I feel like in DCA, it's all going to be open. It's all kind of condensed. And to your point, Pam, it's just different for us because we don't get the experience enough. Not knocking the Epcot one. I think it's great. I think everyone should go out there and celebrate food and wine. Just don't do it in July because it is so blazing hot <laughs> to be eating all that hot food. It's hard to enjoy the cheese soup. Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> so many of those things are like really good, you know, hearty, good foods. But man, yeah. when it's when the heat index is 107, it's yeah. it becomes like a survivor challenge, right? It's like but Jeff Probst. Didn't it used to be like to just you. six weeks? Wasn't it like October, like the last week of September to like the first week of November? Like is yeah, it used to, it, be, it like, used to, cause we used to have Epic October was our like event and we'd do like the preview. It, I think it was like the lat the preview is usually like the la- very end of September. And so we'd like yeah. go around on a Thursday, it opened on a Friday officially. And then it would, the last, I think the last day, the last weekend was usually veterans day weekend. I think yeah. that's when it would but close out. It's still good. It's still a good festival, but 
but yeah, that's that one excites me a lot just because it's um, just something I don't get to experience that often. You know, yeah. variety is good, it. and that's that's why I'm glad now I'm going to Disneyland too. It's fun. Well, hey, good stuff. Variety show there. We had all kinds. We had Christmas trees. We had uh, you know, the the <laughs> Disney Cruise Line in New York City. Got most expensive talk. meals we've had. Yeah. <laughs> the, not most expensive, the most shocking. Yes. Shocking. I do yeah. not. And hopefully nothing ever tops that one. I do not want. That's one of those things that I do not want to exceed. But, you know, Marathon Weekend, who knows? It's coming. So let's try not to do that again. All right. Well, hey, thanks for hanging out with me this week, guys. It's been a lot of fun. Hope you have a good weekend. Yep, have a great one. All right, don't forget our show is brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you put a great trip under that tree this holiday season. So just swing by the magicforless.com today. All the details are over there for a great vacation to Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney as well. No additional cost to you. So check it all out over at the magicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link as you shop this busy holiday season. It's over at brguestpodcast.com slash Amazon and Please uh, support us on Patreon if you can. It's only $5 a month. You get all these shows and you get a bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. And thank you so very much to all of our supporters over there already. It's uh, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. You have a question for the show. Don't forget, you can email that to Mike at be our guest podcast.com. That'll get in the queue and answered right away as well. Give us a follow on the social media at TMFLT Pam for Pam at Epscott for Scott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at Be Our Guest Mike, Threads, Instagram, and Twitter. And we'll see you this Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. It's the live BOGP call-in show. So give us a yell. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. We'd love to talk to you. All right, we're going to jump out of here and wish you guys a great weekend. Have some fun with your friends and family, but stay, stay safe, whatever you do. So for Pam, Scott, and Ricky in spirit, she's out doing something, having fun, I'm sure. I'm Mike. Wish you a great weekend. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.